Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. No days off. No days off. No days off. No days off. This is the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. <laughs> with Andy Hart. All right. Good to be with you. All right. This yeah, microphone great. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal, 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 Hannibal. Mr. Dot Commer on WEEI.com. Cowboys week. Patriots Cowboys this Sunday at Gillette Stadium. Uh, I don't know about you, but is there a lack of buzz for this game? Like just Cowboys, like maybe it's the Red Sox still going, but it just seems like for a national audience game, there's not much buzz with this. Yeah, I think combination of the Red Sox, they have taken the buzz of the city but also you're coming off a disappointing win or whatever you want to call it a moral loss however you want to dub whatever happened in Houston and I think there's like some reality has set in a little bit um and yeah it doesn't feel like Patriots Cowboys Belichick Dak Prescott like no it just kind of feels like uh Cowboys are really good and they're coming to Gillette and hey, we get like real announcers this week because the Cowboys are coming, not because of what we're doing. Right. But yeah, I, locally or Patriots fans, I'd, the funny thing is I was just checking with our friends at BetQL on the app and the line is now somewhere around three and a half. Patriots getting three and a half. They opened at like one, right? Yeah, it's, it went up. I guess at one point it was up to four. And now it's going back down to three and a half. But I guess like the smart money is on the Patriots. Like a lot of simulations have this being a tight game and which we can get into that. I'm not sure I buy into that. Um, But like just that alone, if you think it's going to be a tight game, this should be an exciting game. I mean, this is the Cowboys are one of the top handful of exciting teams in football. Now that Dak is back. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Bill Belichick went over the top with the, 
the talent and the first round picks and the highest paid players and yeah, everything. And he's not wrong. I mean, they have a lot of offensive talent and obviously I know people get pissy about this or what, like they're America's team. Everybody has cared about the Cowboys forever. Now you can say they haven't won anything forever. That's true. And, but don't tell me they're not relevant. A lot of people have tried to say, Oh, they're not relevant. No, no, no. They're that's part of their greatness is they haven't won in forever and they're still incredibly popular. They're still on their, whenever you turn on a TV, they're always on. Like they always have like the 430 national game. They get the maximum primetime games. Like they're, they're always on. Cause their fan base goes from Florida to Alaska, from Hawaii to Boston. Like they have fans. Yeah, no, everywhere. even just listen to our station this week. You always have a, a random guy, diehard Cowboys fan from Boston. Like all the time or driving around. You always see the star pickup trucks. A lot of pickup trucks have the star on the back window or I can't tell you over the years how many fathers in sports you come across fathers who don't want to get home to see the Patriots game. They want to get home to see the Cowboys game. They grew up Cowboys fans. So yeah, you can get defensive and a lot of people around here do, but they're still American. Even the players, a lot of the players this week acknowledged it about, you know, either rooting for them or, or family members that root for them or blah, blah, blah. Like they're the Cowboys. And I also think, this is a little theory I have in my head. Tell me if you agree with this. I actually think the Cowboys are better than the uh, credit they're being given. And I think if they were any other team with the talent they have and the way they're playing, they'd be a Super Bowl favorite. But everybody's like, eh, they're the Cowboys. You know, something always happens or they don't, they don't win. They haven't won in forever. I just think if you said Team X is doing what the Cowboys have done, four and one, their only loss was a hard-fought opening night victory at the, the defending Super Bowl champion kind of thing, all that. Yeah, they, have, they almost won that game. Right. So you you talk it up, people will be like, wow, that's a great team, great quarterback, great te-. But I feel like everybody sees the Cowboys as never quite able to reach their potential or get to where they should get to, and I think that's holding back their hype. All right. So from a Patriots perspective, I think this is a – I wrote it today for the website – season-changing game. Like, dun, I think, dun, dun. Well, like they don't have a signature win. They beat two rookie quarterbacks, Davis Mills and Zach Wilson. And even going back to one win teams, by the way. Yes. Those are both one win teams. Even going back to uh, after the eight, no start in 2019, with Brady, they don't have a good win. They don't like, what was their best win in 2020? The Ravens here in a monsoon. Probably. Like they don't have a, a good like defining win, and I think that this could their best win in 2020. I would say was the moral victory in Seattle, and I think their best win this year is the moral victory, moral victory against, against the Bucks. Bucks. So like they don't have a something that can jumpstart them. They don't have a three game winning streak since they started eight zero. So no. they just and they won't. Okay, I I beg to differ. Say that for later. Um, you think they have a three win game winning streak coming? You are a hopeless homer. I don't know why people on Twitter don't like you more. You're one of them. You are like Fitzy. You're a hopeless homer. <laughs> well, you're more. No, actually, you're you're more of a homer than Fitzy because Fitzy's like a character bought and paid for, whatever. <laughs> you're legitimate. You legitimately think they have a three game winning streak coming? Well, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, so, like, do, do you agree with my point though? This could be a jump start for them to get something going if they were to act, if they were to pull off a win on Sunday at home against a team like Dallas. Yeah. I mean, I think it could in a positive direction be sort of a a season changing uh, game if they lose, especially if they lose in, let's say, respectable fashion. 
you know, whatever, seven points, 10 points. You were kind of in it, but the Cowboys did what they do, whatever. I think you're fine still. You're still, because I think you're a middling team. I mean, maybe it's part of this is my perception of them. But yes, if they win this and get to 500, get to three and three with a very winnable game on the horizon. So you're now believing what, Matthew Judon and some of these guys have talked about that you know we're a better team we just need to prove it the wins will start coming all of these little snippets we've heard from various players yeah I think this could be a springboard but I don't think the 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 flip side of that is is that like if they lose to the Cowboys they're supposed to lose to the Cowboys like that's the way I look at it I don't my point too is though and I wrote this in the piece like they've already lost games they were supposed to win so you have so to make it to win one you're you not have to make it up somewhere and I think this is kind of the game. It's one of a couple of games that I think, when I mean, we looked at the schedule earlier in the year, that were kind of 50-50 games. And now it's probably flipped more than 50-50 in the other direction. But I think this is a game you need to steal. Yeah. I mean, if you're working backward from a premise that this is a team that's going to be competitive late in the year, you're right. You absolutely have to steal a game somewhere through here because Cowboys are on the horizon. Browns are on the horizon. Char- Chargers is now up probably more losable game than you even thought it was going to be coming into this. You, you have those bills games late in the year. Yep. Most people think the bills are now the best team in the AFC. So your schedule definitely has plenty of uh, expected hurdles or whatever you want to call it. Yes. If you, if you work backward backward from the idea that they are a playoff team or a, a team competing for the playoffs, they absolutely have to steal one somewhere. And this is an opportunity. So you don't think they're a playoff team? No, never have, never will. Like, when I say that, I don't mean that they, they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, like, in, in the race come week 17. Like, not the fake in the in the picture, in the hunt, whatever. Like, firmly, like, games will matter the entire season. Like, I, I like think control they control their destiny in week 17, winning you're in kind of thing or something? Yeah, something like that. Not really. No? No. Because I, I think the, the thing you said earlier is one of the aspects. I think you're going to kick yourself for losing winnable games mm-hmm. early in the year that could have put you in that position. I also, the foundational strengths of this team aren't as good as I, I want to get into this part. Well, this is a jumping off point at some, in a minute. Yeah. Um, the foundational strengths are not as, as good as I thought they were going to be the offensive line and the defense and the, uh, like what's been a positive surprise, like better than you even expected it to be. Maybe Judon. Let's say Judon. Uh, Jalen Mills, I never thought that I'd say, like, they really need Jalen Mills to be on the field. Yeah, that, that's not a terrible one. I don't know that it's resulted in, like, wins. Like, it's it's translated. I he's, he's, uh, the benefit, he's made them win games, but I think that we saw last week, you can't have Juwan Williams starting games at cornerback. That is accurate. That is accurate. Um, and, yeah, he, he helped you get in position to have that moral loss against the Bucs. Like, he was yep. a key part of that. Um, but, yeah, so I'm, I'm a little well, your, bit your – point, Your point's valid. Just we'll get into it. Run, we thought going into the year, running game, offensive line, we strengthened your team. They haven't not, been. Not even close. Nope. Jonu Smith, your offensive MVP, not even close. He has a better chance to fall out of the rotation than he does to win the offensive MVP award at this point. Did uh, did you did you realize how many passing routes he ran last week? No. Six. Yeah, I mean, I told you. For me, the last couple of weeks, it's felt like the the idea that he is going to be the centerpiece of the offense was put away, and we're going to target Hunter Henry more. Hunter Hunter Henry 
is on the uptick. And I think that's a direct uh, result of them deciding John o. Smith is not who they thought he was going to be is not part of the offense or the weapon in the offense they thought he was going to be. And so that, that doesn't surprise me at all, but let's get to the defense. I, I want to talk about this. So if I told you the Patriots would be top five in yards and points, you'd say that's good, right? Absolutely. Are they a good defense? No. Well, they're average. Are, are they what their numbers say they are? No. Because I think everybody in the summer when we're talking about defenses and theories and if you said, oh, yeah, they're going to be top five in yards and points, you would say, I'll take it. Like that's oh, yep. that's a step towards being whatever you think they can be and being the strength. No, of- if you said that, you'd be like, oh, well, that must mean that Hightower is all over the field. And, uh, you know, J.C. Jackson has a bunch of interceptions and Matthew Judon is what he is. And Chase Winovich is breaking out and Josh Uj too. Some of that's coming true, but definitely not all of it. And I would also say now recency bias, admitting recency bias. We just watched Davis Mills throw the ball where he wanted to throw it, you know, put drives together of 14 plays or whatever the hell it was longest drives in Texans last decade, blah, blah, blah. So we haven't seen the, the boogeyman. Zach Wilson didn't feel like they dominated him. It just felt like he sucked. He had a bad day. He threw them the ball. He made mistakes. Uh, So I I think that's part of it. And the other thing is what we just talked about. Dak is on the horizon. Justin Herbert is on the horizon. Baker, teams that score 40 points, that have multiple receivers, that Mm -hmm. multiple running backs, these dynamic offenses are on the horizon. And it's a little bit, it's sort of like the boogeyman in a way because that year we all doubted and wondered, are they just beating up on bad competition and will it level out? And it did, it leveled out. Now it's like, well, it doesn't even feel like they're really beating up on the competition. And if it levels out, it might actually just kind of flip and go the other way. So that was something that can't like, I don't think they're as good as their numbers are defense. And it comes with who they've played. Like they've, they've played some of the worst offenses in football. And so that's kind of, and like you just said, their meat of their schedule is coming up. So if they have these same performances against, you know, some of the worst offenses in the league, that turns into big, big numbers and a lot of points allowed. And from my perspective, in my head, I had Stefan Gilmore coming back for this, this stretch that you might be adding and that might help your defense get better. Now, I didn't know Jamie Collins was going to end the picture, but you told me Gilmore's coming back and Jamie Collins is coming. Like that would have been even more reason to believe maybe they were good enough to be the key to the team or, or lead them towards a stretch run or be better. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm down on the defense. I'm down on the offensive line. So therefore, how can I be up on the team? But don't, is some part of you believe that they can put it all together in the next couple of weeks when they figure out how to best use all their pieces, which it seems like they're slowly getting to that point. Like that's where I view this defense. Like they have so many good, talented players. I think sooner or later, the coaching staff is going to figure out how to best use them and turn into that defense we thought they were going to be. Yes, but isn't there also – they've stayed relatively healthy on defense. Yeah. Isn't there also the possibility that, I don't know, Judon misses two weeks with a groin or – Well, I don't like uh, to project injuries. No, but they're part of the life, life of the oh, NFL. I know, I know, but, like, you, you can't just say, like, oh, Judon's going to miss two games. Well, I didn't mean specifically Judon, but – well, like, okay, let's just say, for example, Dante Hightower goes down. I don't think their defense suffers that much. And he just played his best game. He's the trash man. He does all the dirty work for them. But my point is, like, they're, 
they have depth at some positions. They do have depth at some. Like at quarterback, if you lost J.C. Jackson for two weeks, yeah, you might be in trouble. You porked. But if you lose like a defensive lineman like Lawrence Guy, I think you'd be all right. Yeah, I think you'd be all right. But I'm talking about you were saying like they're going to hit their stride and everything's going to come together. That could prevent that from happening as you start to have little. Okay. I don't know. I I just I just get a sense that they're going to start there. There's going to be that it game that it just clicks. Like, I think they were building towards that with Tampa. And then I don't know what happened in Houston, but I think this could be another week that something clicks and they put, you know, back-to-back games together and they're like, Hey, we can actually shut down a a decent offense, a top offense. Okay. This is going to, this is going to roll into a mini preview of my Friday column on WEI.com. I think they think, Oh, it's just all going to click. Yeah. This is what we do. We find our way in September and October. Too many guys have said that Gerard Mayo said it. Jonathan Jones said it. You know, this is what we do around here. We figure out what we are. And we find our way in September. And I, yeah, I think you. they all think it's going to come together. I'm not so sure. I also still have questions about the coaching. I'm sorry. I have some questions about the coaching, too. <laughs> they continue. First of all, the all the issues with the substitution penalties. Coaching. Issue. Significant. Yep. And then I look at Miami and Houston and what they did. First drives of game. First drives of halves. Things of that nature. I don't know, and, and that'll get us back into the game preview at some point, but I don't know that they have the week-to-week coaching advantage that we've theoretically talked about over the years. And this, so this whole idea that this is what we do and it's New England and we have the coaching advantage and we figure it out and once we have tape on them and once we know what we do and this whole, I don't know, I think it's BS to some degree. This isn't nine, This isn't 2014, 15, 16, 17. But like, there's what does that say? Like, no... You're saying that like Brian Flores is that much better than Steve Belichick? Like, is that what it is? Yeah, I'm saying it. 100% saying it. And that's where I got into. I got into it with Mutt last night. I don't necessarily, when I say the coaching. You mean Bill? I yeah. I don't think Bill's lost his fastball necessarily. But if those guys aren't as good as Patricia and Flores. Do you think those guys were better than Mayo and Belichick? Mm-hmm. And if there's a drop-off there, that matters. I think even that's if valid. Even on the other side. A couple plays, a couple whatever. Even on the other side of the ball, if you pair Josh McDaniels and, I don't know, Mick Lombardi compared to Josh McDaniels and Chad O'Shea, I think there's a it's not, it's a, it's not like a huge, huge drop-off, but it's significant enough that it can show up in certain areas. And the big one, Dante Scarnecchia. We talked sure. about the offensive line. Not only is he gone – but their preferred structure is gone. Cole yep. Popovich and Carmen Brasillo split the job. To some degree, it felt like Popovich was a little higher than Brasillo last year. Yep. That Brasillo just now he's gone. Well, those matter. And each individual one of those, if it's a little bit off, when you're a team like they are with a rookie quarterback and a fine line probably between winning and losing, and you're not what you once were. Little slip-ups here, a 1% loss of production here, a 1% depth drop-off over here, that can be why you look back and go, son of a bitch, we're one play from winning this game. We're one play from winning this game, but we're losing these games. And I just, this idea that it's New England and this is the way we do it. And I know Hightower, I give him credit. He shot down the whole um, extension of the preseason September thing. Yep. But I I just think there is a little bit of history here. And the guy I give but, credit to is Mac Jones. And this will be in my column, but he, he keeps saying, if you notice he has a, fr- he loves the phrase, be where your feet are. 
like live in the moment. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of phrases. I gotta go. Okay, through. we don't need to get into that. He's a nice. He made me laugh out loud yesterday. His his best quote, which he set up like it was a a, a poster or something. As I always say, it's eleven on eleven. <laughs> oh, thanks, Mac. <laughs> to be fair with you guys, Mac, not always eleven on eleven. Sometimes eleven on ten. Sometimes eleven on twelve. Oh, yes. Um, but his phrase that he has said since week one, I think live where your feet are or be where your feet are. Like, I'm not sure this whole team is doing that. I think there are some that still feel, Oh, we're it's October and we're two and three, but, but we've been. Okay. Judon's Judon wasn't here. No, but he's saying that too. Like, I think he sees it. Like I, even the way he talked yesterday, someone asked, I think, why, why do you believe it? He's like, well, I see it. Like, I think they see on the practice field, like, Hey, like, or even in the games, like, we're, you know, this close. Like, we almost had this. Like, it's not – I, I want to take the Houston game aside because I, I don't know what happened there. But I think that was a, a – okay, So, let's remove the-, the Houston game. So, we also have to remove the Tampa game because when you take out the worst, you take out the best. Well, then those are the t- most recent games. Like, I'm trying to say they're building something. Okay. Well, I'm just what, saying if you take out would Houston – Would you agree that they, that they improved from week one to week four? Probably, yeah. So I'm saying they're continuing to build something like they're, they're, they're taking things and, and learning what they are, like kind of what you talked about that they shouldn't be doing. I think that they, they proved that they were. As long as you eliminate Houston. Yes. <laughs> Which, okay. But like, I, and I also think too, I'm not saying this is a characteristic of a good team, but they do play to their competition. Yeah. Like that. I mean, so that's why that leads me into this week. I think they're going to deliver a good performance, and I think there's a chance they win this. You think? Did you just say that playing to your competition is a characteristic of a good team? No, no, no. I said it's not characteristic. Oh, okay, good. Because I think good teams beat the crap out of. Of course, bad teams. of course. Okay, just making sure. Um, yeah, I'm not saying it's a positive. No, I'm just saying that there's something to that. That at least for the first five weeks, they played to their competition. That's probably accurate. So using that as your logic, they'll be good this week. Yes. They'll get in a shootout. So let's get into well, it. I, I don't see them winning in a shootout. I don't think their offense is there. So they're going to keep Dak and company in check. Yeah. And by in company, there's like 10 guys that I'd have to look. Yeah, I'm not necessarily saying it's going to be a 10, 19 points like against Tampa Bay, but I think they're going to hold them to in, inside the 20s. And I think if you can get into the high 20s, you have a chance to win this game. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think that's their way to do it because I can't see them. No, the offense is, the, the offense can't go thirty-five. Or no, something. can't go from what they've been to automatically getting in the thirties against Dallas. No, they're not ready for that. And we but, have to like, if we're gonna be just objective, before we get into picks and who's gonna win any of that, this is a terrible matchup. Like, there's so many things that favor the Cowboys. Yeah, but we said the same thing against Tampa. I think this is an even worse matchup because you don't have the unique aspect of the Brady thing. Well, you also don't have the weather. I don't think you're not going to get the rain and the, I think that affects. We didn't that. even say that going into the game. We never thought weather is going to be a problem. No, no, no. I know. And if weather affects this game, because Dak sucked in the weather a couple of years ago, yep. if this is a, a, a rainy, wet, Which cold, it's not going to happen. So we don't even need to get right. Yeah. Then that'll be a, a major, but I'm just saying, okay. So you have a team that is uh, a ball hawking. They have the most aggressive playmaking cornerback in football. Most interceptions. He's got six, one every game. You have a quarterback who admitted he's letting the other team touch the ball too much. Okay. In that's one a game. In one game. Uh, okay. That's what young quarterbacks do, though. 
That's what young quarterbacks do. So what, you're pick. saying that if you make some of these same decisions against Dallas and against Houston, they'll lead to picks? It very well could be because that's just what the numbers would say. Um, they have a depth of offensive weapons that can spread you out in the secondary. Your depth in the secondary is questionable at best right now, especially with Mills' health and who knows, if even if he plays, oh, you tweak it and you're out, blah, blah, blah. Um, they have a two-headed attack at running back. You have yet to prove that you can stop the run, flat out stop the run. And in this game, you can't commit to it. I thought in Houston you could commit to stopping it if you wanted to because their lack of weapons. Yep. If you commit, quote, unquote, to stopping, you know, Zeke looks like Zeke and Dak looks like Dak, well, then they will just throw the ball all over the field, right? And the Pollard dynamic has added something to that offense. They can pick their spots with Zeke. They can use Pollard. He's got a high yards per carry average catch the ball. They both, I just think this is a bad matchup defensively. They have a good offensive line. Forgot to mention that good offensive line against your not so good defensive front. That's been pushed around by less. I wouldn't say that. Excuse me. Their defensive front's been fine. They haven't stopped the run very well all year. They had, but that's not, I wouldn't say that's getting pushed back. Well, like starts I, with the defensive front. It's hard to give up seven yards if your D tackles are playing well. I would say that their def- their defensive front's gotten better over the first. They were bad the first two weeks, but I think they've been better since. I'm not sold on that. I I just I think that they're making more plays. Godchild seems to be showing up more. Barmore seems to be showing up more. Okay, so you're higher on the defensive front than I am. That's fine. Um. I just think there's a lot of matchup issues. You are right that it's on paper it's a bad matchup, but for whatever. I, this is maybe says more about this the spot than the both sides, but Dallas is due for a letdown game. The Patriots are due for a breakout game. I, I mean, I guess if you want to say if you think the Patriots are due for a breakout game, okay. I, I don't know that. I think even- there's been. A, I'm not saying like the signs indicate it's definitely happening, but I just think there are things that I've seen over the last two or three weeks that the offense is due to have a game where they can score 27, 28 points. Okay, so let's look at that. So they have a young, fast, playmaking defense, okay. correct? Yep. You have an offensive line that is still very much a question at this point in the week as we get to Thursday. Oh, we said that like, last week. Look how they did. Yeah, but did they have to block uh, Micah Parsons and Van Der Esch and some of these guys? Yeah, like, you're getting, you got Micah Wenu back, who's supposedly your, one of your better off, your second-best offensive line, maybe in first. He's back. Did he get benched this game or – I think he had COVID last week. Okay. We'll go with that. Um, but you're still going to have questions that we don't know if Wynn oh, will be sure. back left tackle. Yeah. We don't know who's going to be at. I mean, sounds like Shaq Mason will be out. So I'm guessing Ted Karras will be at right guard. Right? Uh, I don't want to say that. Mason was back at practice. Well, okay. That's a good sign. Yeah. I don't know that it means anything, but we'll see. I just. I also, we also should clarify. We don't know if he's back at practice or. He was, was doing more than he did yesterday. He. he if he's listed as DNP, then I think we should go to the league because he was actually doing things. Okay. Same thing with uh, Damian Harris. But the offensive line bigger is still a question. Damian Harris, I find it hard to believe he's going to play or play the whole game. I would agree. If Even if he's active, he's not going to be the same Damian Harris you saw. He'll be on like a limited carry basis, yes. So now you're counting on Ramondre Stevenson and Brandon Bolden to carry the load. You said you have to focus so much to run game. I, oh, I, I didn't. I didn't. Okay. No, no, no. You can focus on your passing game. Is your passing game good? 
I think it's building. I I I've really liked what I saw. From you really Hunter. think everything is building? The defensive front is building. The defense is building. You don't feel you didn't feel better about the tight ends specifically Hunter Henry. I was going to say left. take the s off the no. tight end tight Hunter end. Henry. I'm lumping that as position as a whole. Hunter no. Henry. No, I think Jonu Smith still blows. Okay, but you have Hunter Henry, who seems like a guy that maybe like for the first yes. time this year you can say on a third and seven we're going to go to Hunter Henry. Hundred percent, and I think they are now saying. We're going Hunter Henry. I think they are giving they they've decided that they're going to inject more life into that connection and say, you know what, this John Smith thing that we had was a theory. It was a great idea, looked good on the whiteboard, and it has not made the transition to the actual football field. I think Hunter Henry is certainly on the uptick, and that's good for for Mac Jones to have that. Now, I don't know if the rest of it is on this magnanimous uptick. Nelson Aguilar, I you know throw whatever cliche out there you have yes you have to look on a milk carton to find him like whatever cliche you want he's sort of irrelevant right uh yeah Kendrick Bourne has had flashes uh and Jacoby Myers is who he is what, what, what are you doing? Air. what are you doing from my door it's hot in here I noticed you were sweating you looked like Dante Hightower at the podium yeah he, he seems to sweat more than anybody he does I I wonder if he takes like a uh workout uh one of those things that like ignite your whatever energy it's not just this year it's always he always seems to sweat a a sweater i wonder if it's a nerves thing too that's what i thought thought at the beginning because he never used to talk very much and so like maybe it was like an anxiety thing but right i don't know sorry doing the old jamie duke's towel because yesterday he was sweating his ass off (laughs) um what were we saying uh, I have I have confidence that things are on the up uptick upswing. You don't. Are you going to wear a Patriots jersey to the game on Sunday? Just wondering. <laughs> so you, do you think they have zero shot wins? No, 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 no. I thought they had zero shot beating the Bucks and they had a shot. Okay. Now the weather I think played a role in that game, but I also we know how these things work. Like the Cowboys could turn it over three times. They, they, well, you can that, get a big that leads into my thing. Like, they're due for a game like that. And I know we said it off the top. Like, if the Cowboys weren't the Cowboys, we'd be saying this is a Super Bowl champion team, like, blah, blah, blah. But the fact of the matter is they're, they're Dallas Cowboys. I don't believe in, in the Cowboys yet. I don't believe in Mike McCarthy. Well, that's my wild card factor of the week. After listening to Bill Belichick rave about the talent and the scouting department with 500 years of experience and Stephen Jones and Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn and barely mentioning Mike McCarthy, I think Bill feels like he has a massive coaching advantage. Well, don't you agree just from watching games for the last 10 years? Yeah, but I don't know what McCarthy's doing. Like, they kept Kellen Moore's offense, right? Yeah. Like, McCarthy learned Moore's offense. He's still still making the the calls and timeouts, and that factors into things. (laughs) Was that last week or the week before when it was an obvious timeout situation and the ref said, you want the timeout here? And McCarthy goes, no, I'm good. (laughs) Did you, yeah, did that you was on the, the no. That was early in the year, wasn't that the the Manning, the Monday Night game with the Manning cast? It might have been, but yes. like the ref was surprised. The yes. ref just assumed he wanted a timeout, and he didn't want the. Timeout. It was a, it was a, at the end of the first half situation. I remember. Yes. That. it was definitely the Manning cast game. Yeah, I think McCarthy's a bad coach, but I also think there's a pretty good talent divide between these two teams. Oh, I left out the tight ends, by the way. For Dallas, Schultz. Be an issue. Yeah, Schultz and uh, Jarwin. That's not great because I don't think the safeties have covered great this year. Duggar, um, Duggar's an interesting guy because I think he hasn't impressed me as much as I expected him to. And then I look and he's leading the team in tackles and like. Yeah, but is that a good thing though? 
He's been he's been in coverage a lot though. Like that's what I mean. He has, and he hasn't covered well. And we're coming off Devin McCourty's self-proclaimed like worst performance in a long, long time. Not wrong. Um, which, by the way, I said this to Mutt last night. I couldn't think of how to ask Devin McCourty, and I like Devin McCourty, so I didn't want to be a dink. Like in your 12th season at the age of 30, whatever, and you have like a horrific game. Is there any part of you that starts to wonder, like, uh-oh, did I lose this? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know how you asked that without coming across as a dick. Right. So that's why I just didn't ask it. I was a pussy um, and didn't ask it. But, like, what if he's lost a step? What if he's not quite as good? What if J.C. Jackson's not quite ready for – I know everybody wants to hand him $100 million from every no, thanks. team. I'm running as far away from that as possible. Yeah, I wouldn't – I don't think the Patriots will resign, and we can get into that a different day, but – I, I wouldn't want any part of him. He's not a true number one corner. He's to me, he's one of those guys that's going to get, he's going to sign a big deal and then either get cut or traded like two years later, because he's really not that good. Doesn't live up to it, but I don't know. I just, I certainly don't hold the uh, building optimism that you do on both sides of the ball. I think if anything, they haven't built the way I thought they would other than Mac Jones. That's the one funny thing is, I think Mac Jones is fine. I think Mac Jones can do his job uh, well enough for them to be good enough. It's everything else around him that I'm not sure of. And that's why I get into like the shootout thing. If the Cowboys score their usual 30 to 40 points. Yeah, then you're, Unless you get, unless for some reason in that mix, you get a pick six or a special team touchdown. I don't know if the offense is ready to keep up with that. But don't you think it's actually more likely it goes the other way that if you get in one of those shootouts and you, you feel that pressure and you're chasing that could be the Mac Jones pick six to, to them. Um, oh, by the way, you also fumble a lot. We forgot to we forgot to talk about that. You're a fumbling team that doesn't create fumbles. So you, you don't win a lot of turnover. I really don't know how you feel good about this. I, it's more about the spot than anything. What do you mean the spot? Dallas is, is one four. So you don't think Dallas is that good? I think they're good, but they're not a four and one going to the Super Bowl team. No, okay. I don't. So that's fine. Because if if that if you I think, think their defense has overachieved through the first five weeks. You're on the John Anderson bandwagon. Not oh. not totally the, down there. All the interceptions were cheap and this and that and blah blah blah. I I think that they're not their defense is not as their defense is better than it's been in the past, but it's not the second rated defense league or whatever the numbers say they are. That may be fair, but I also think they're playing they're just playing modern football, which is throw the ball well on offense turnovers on defense you do those two things that's a recipe to win a super bowl that's now the turnover thing is it sustainable that's where you get into some questions we'll see but i think they're a modern built football team they are but i'm getting this the spot just favors the patriots like i, I just can't money on it. what you drive up to new hampshire pull money on it put your money and where your mouth this is. also goes into the the whole getting into the gambling aspect they the the Vegas was all big on the Patriots in the spot because it was the second straight road game for the Bucks, second straight road game for Dells. Okay. Is it going to rain? No, it's just the, the spot. Uh, Vegas has been good on the Patriots this year because I think Vegas was on Houston, right? Because the spread was like yep, – Spread was nine. They were, all, they were all over that too. Yeah, I think Vegas is doing – if that's true, then you're right because Vegas is on the Patriots. They actually think the, the Cowboys will win, but they're taking the points. That's – See, I'm I, I like that more than the Patriots outright, but I, I just I don't know. I just okay, I smell it. 
I smell a season-changing game coming. I think that they're closer than you think on both sides of the ball, putting it all together. Maybe. I don't see it. What's your score? (laughs) 27-24, Patriots. 27-24, Patriots. You got the Patriots winning, huh? It's a homer pick. I agree. But I – for all the reasons, more so the spot than saying that the Patriots are a better team. I just think Dallas is due for a, a letdown game and, and get, giving a stinker. So do you think the Patriots have to play over their heads to win? Like They have to play their – probably as close to as good as they did against the Bucks. probably a little bit better on offense. Yeah, I think they have to play better than they did against the Bucs. Um, I think the Bucs – Missed some throws early from Brady. Missed opportunities. The rain played a factor in that game. I no thought question was, about it. Uh, I think the Patriots have to play well above what their October head level is to win this game. And I think you have to count on what you're talking about, that the Cowboys are due for a bad game. Um, yeah, I think unless Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn get absolutely pantsed coaching-wise – I think this is a tough spot for the Patriots. I, I'm gonna I think Patriots lose probably 31-20, something Oof. like that. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Now is I this a 31 20 game that like is never even close? Or is it like Dallas scores like a late touchdown to go up by double digits? I think Dallas controls the game the whole way and is between seven and ten ahead the whole way. Patriots may try to close it at some point, but I I think Dallas is the better team. Talent wins. I just, I, don't, I can also see too like a situation where let's just say the Patriots get off to a good start and go get up ten nothing. I I think Dallas could go the other way quick. Sure, I think so. I, I anything's possible. I told you last week. Like I think the Patriots are just in this weird middle of the road. They're not terrible. They're not great. They can play great for a quarter or a half. They can make things happen. Take advantage of opportunities. Then give it away. So yes. Wouldn't surprise me if they come, but it also wouldn't surprise me if they go up 10 nothing and then all of a sudden it's Dallas 21-10 and you're like, whoa, what happened? They were up 10 nothing. How'd they blow that lead? Um, I just think anything is possible with this middling, mediocre team right now with a young quarterback and a defense that isn't as good as it's supposed to be. All right, I guess we'll see Sunday afternoon, 4 o'clock. 425, don't be too 425, sorry. Uh, Tony Romo and, and Jim Nance. Yeah, we got a big crew this week. Okay, what you got anything else you want to... Uh, it seems like a pretty light week down here. Yeah, it does. I agree. So therefore, I'm going to get into the random question thing. How many beers on average do you drink per week? Oh, Jesus. On average? You don't have to give me like a... My golfing on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Okay. Ten? Do you drink while you golf? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were a more serious golfer than that. Well, it depends if it's a tournament. No, but like, a, that's why I said Saturday afternoon round. Yeah. I'm having, does, like, it, does it affect your game uh, at a certain level? No, but I mean, whatever uh, your general, just playing with the friends. No. So what you, you drink from hole one or is it, uh, if I'm playing at noon, yes. If I'm playing at 8am no. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, 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 it does not affect me poorly or positively or negatively. So it doesn't, loosen you up and it doesn't tighten you up or well, for one of my friends he says he thinks he plays better if he has a slight buzz i don't i think i do too because i think i relax it could be a, a yeah. lot of people have that um I've, I've also cut back like in the recent years i guess way 
since college, I guess I don't drink. I try not to drink during the week. Like Thursday night is my night to maybe start. That that's my, when I'm trying to like be healthy or good or whatever you want to call it, the general rule I go with is like no beers at home during the week. Yep. So that like, so I leave the window open. Like if somebody invites me out on a Tuesday night, I can have beers right. with them with dinner at the bar. But yeah, like I feel like that's where you become, yeah, I'm drinking more than I should. If it's just Monday night, Tuesday night, yeah, I'm gonna have two or three beers. And I, I mean, I will say too, during the pandemic when we were, weren't doing anything, like I was drinking like beers with dinners on Monday nights. Yeah. Every, I mean, I think everybody was then. That's why I was kind of asking, because I think I'm probably in the Wait, you also drink like Bud Lights. I'm not drinking heavy stuff. Oh, OK. I wanted to check there because those would be like two to one if like somebody's yeah, no, it's, it's primarily just Bud Lights. OK, so, yeah, I'm probably in a I'm a little higher. I would say I, I range in the nine to nine to 14 beers a week, depending on I would say that's fair. Yeah, like definitely more in the summer because a day in the summer like beach come back on the boat then That's grill that could be a 15 beer day well like if it's just like a friday night at home watching something saturday college football and it's also for covering the game like that cashes out sunday too sunday is always eliminated well right well i shouldn't last week Fred, i drank during the red sox team yeah well see the other issue is i'm getting old and if I have like fall asleep beers, yeah, I start to get drowsy and it's like, Ooh, I'm gonna, and then I miss the rest of whatever game, college football, whatever that I'm watching. So that's also an issue. Okay. So you, do you, you don't drink during like Monday, Tuesday, when, like when's your, when's your weekend start Friday? It, it depends on the week. Totally depends on, cause like it depends on, am I doing radio? Am I not doing radio? Am I doing TV? Oh, I have a 10 o'clock TV boy. I'd like to have a beer right now, but I don't try, try not to drink before I go on television. I think that's frowned upon. Sure. So um yeah it kind of varies or like during the season coaching different thing like sometimes I come home from a game and I'm all jazzed up and I want a, a beer whatever varies all those things factors and I'm just Miller Lite so none of that fancy crap what, what do you define as fancy though like all the stuff that Keith like is a is a uh, is a like a October like a pumpkin beer is that fancy no, my wife's been drinking that like crazy. She loves the jack-o'-lantern Sam Adams or whatever that they have. She loves See, I'm it. not a big uh I only like it with the shipyard with the rim. Like I'll well, drink I'll drink that, but anything else pumpkin I don't touch. She's been doing the glasses and she bought the I don't know, she's got orange yep. something that she yeah. rimmed. Well, like, I don't know, like a like a, a Cisco brewing. Is that a fancy beer for you? Uh no, I like though the, they opened up a thing down here in New Bedford. Um like a water side, huge outdoor patio, sand, yeah. food trucks, restaurant for inside. And I've been drinking a lot more Cisco because I, uh, I, I forgot which one I like, but I really like one of their beers. Gray Lady, the Grippa. Might be the Grippa. The, uh, the Grapefruit? Nope. So then it's not the Grippa. Tiger? Yeah. I don't know. It's probably the one that's closest to a normal beer. But so what's, what's, what's a fancy beer then? Like the craft, if it comes in a four pack, it's a fancy beer. Okay. Like all, right. all those, like, and it comes in the big cans. Like, the all right, all right. I know what you're IPAs talking about. You, yeah, guys that like go to look up if a specific brewery has their beer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Trillium and, and okay. they, oh, special release of this. And all right. I think they all, I've said this forever. I think they all taste like what I envision Christmas tree water would taste like, like this tiny, like little bit thick. Yeah, so I guess I'm not like a beer snob because I don't do that. 
like I'll do the Cisco and like a local, like there's a brewery around the corner for me that I go get a four pack through sometimes, but I'm not going to a liquor store 10 miles away just to get a specific branch. That's not. Yeah, me either. And generally when I go to those breweries and stuff, I say, what is closest closest? to your life? (laughs) And they're like nothing. Nothing. And I'll tell, well, give me your lightest beer or your blondest beer or whatever the hell you call it. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we got our beer out of the way. Any beer sponsors, feel free to uh, reach out. Preferably Miller Lite. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just heard your spiel. All right, you got you have ready to do. I can go back in and do some writing. Uh, you're sweating. Actually, you you've stopped sweating. Oh, the, the 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 ventilation in the car worked wonders. All right, uh, so I have I have the Patriots in an upset. Some people might say it's a homer pick, but we'll see Sunday afternoon. You don't see it going that way. Nope, I have the Cowboys controlling the game and the Patriots needing a bounce back with the Jets the following week to keep their season alive. All right, we'll see how it goes, and we'll talk to you Monday morning with the post-game Instant Reaction Podcast. Peace out. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.